We are recording the podcast, and here I am, live here on all links. Get a little bit quicker with this every week, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler. Like to get started a little bit early as soon as I can, especially on days when you have all this breaking news, everybody, and of course, everything that's going on with the Dak Prescott situation, a lot of cuts around the NFL, franchise tags, not franchise tags, uh, crazy store with that L- uh, LSU Les Miles, lesson to be learned there, and get into all that stuff as much as we can. I mean, it's so much, it's overwhelming, I can't keep up with all of it. But first, everybody, let me tell you about Alternite. Alternite is a 100% nonprofit funded and ran by Tolick Mortz out of Brooklyn, New York area, received support or partnered with New York Ranger hockey team, uh, former Ranger legends Mark Messier, Adam Graves, Ron Duguay, WFAN's Boomer Sison, most low. Uh, legendary local sports talk station in the country. These guys provide humanitarian educational services for underserved community. For example, pay for youth to play uh, sports, provide equipment, stuff like that. These guys also help out in music and arts fields. For more information on how to donate or to request help, please contact them at www alternite.com that is a-l-t-r-u-n-i-t-e.com or visit their facebook page or you can call 917-775-4005 tell them robert from sports scope sent you alternate good people doing a good thing okay now First of all, I just want to say this. Can I? Can we talk on a personal note? Can we just take the championship building aspect out of it uh, for just a minute, okay? Uh, Dak Prescott is a, a he's a public figure. Uh, he's a guy that I've known about since his senior year at um, 2015, 2016. Uh, no, no, excuse me, since his... Uh, junior year at, at, at Ole Miss and his personal life since he played in the SEC at Ole Miss uh, or Mississippi State, excuse me, these guys got to the uh, number one ranking at one time and this his mother, I remember at the time his mother got colon cancer and she passed away in 2014, I know that everybody, we all have tragedy in our life, but it's different when it's on a, uh, everybody knows you, you're a public figure when you're still in college. Uh, you know, so this, these are just other reasons why I'm happy for this guy. Uh, last year, his brother committed suicide. Uh, he's got two brothers. One of them committed suicide. Uh, it was all over publicly, uh, you know, it was just a very heartfelt thing. He's had, he had a lot of tragedy for a guy that's just 28 years old. Uh, uh, we saw the gruesome injury that Dak dealt with last year uh, where he broke his ankle and, and shattered it on national TV. Uh, Dak Prescott 
is is a true and he's always kept a smile on his face. He's always had a good uh, vibe about him through mom dying of colon cancer, brother suicide. Uh, he had some issues. He got in a little bit of trouble in college. Uh, there was a video of some guys beating up on him in college at a spring break thing. And this guy continues to smile and persevere through things. And now uh, Dak has, has – um, he made $50 million, I read the other day, in endorsements since he's been a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, last year, he was franchised for $31 million. And now he has signed, and he come out like a bandit, like my dad was saying this bill, in this deal. He has signed four-year, $123 million, fully guaranteed contract, uh, has a, tr a no-trade clause put in, got four years like he wanted, He's making an average of $40 million a year. Uh, it's a $66 million signing bonus. That is insane. Uh, he's the second highest paid quarterback, even though we don't think he, nobody thinks he's the second best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, he couldn't have got a better deal. He, he, he just, uh, yeah, 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 pickles. So how do you, how do you cash a $66 million check in Dallas? Now, I'm sure everybody in, in town knows the guy. So you walk in there and you say, okay, how many days do y'all have to hold this before this clears my account? When you walk in from a check, even if it's from the Dallas Cowboys, how, how long does it take for that to clear the account? $66 million. Uh, let me get my supervisor here, okay? This is probably going to be three to five business days minimum. I've had uh, an $18,000 check. Took me 72 hours in Nashville. Uh, it seemed like I put a large amount. It took me a week in New York City. Uh, that I'm just curious how long it takes for a check like that to clear a signing bonus of $66 million. So this guy, essentially, let, let's do a recap on this. This is Monopoly money. And I'm happy for the guy. I'm not, not really sure about Cowboy fans. So he's essentially, after this contract's over with, even if he don't play it down, $120 million plus $23 uh, guaranteed, plus the 30 he made last year, plus the uh, $50 million endorsements he made in the last few years, uh, plus his rookie contract, which wasn't nothing, I get it, uh, four-frame pick money, that's $200 million and he'll still be 32 when this contract is up. This guy can essentially put 300 million plus dollars. That is uh, that that is Major League Baseball money. And he's living in Dallas. There is a, a no state tax there. I couldn't be happier for the guy. He's he's a hard guy to root against when you know what he's what he's been through in his life at such a young age. I've had a very rough life, too. I have empathy for people like that, uh, uh, for guys like him. Uh, but I just like his good attitude, you know. And I, it's it's a happy moment. Now, that being said, okay, let's, take out, let's go back to general manager, Robert. Because a lot of you watched me for a long time uh, know that, that let's just take out. That, that's the emotional side. Let's take that away. Okay, let's get down to brass tacks here. Now, this year, these guys saved 
$15 million, the Cowboys, and, and, and for he's a $22 million cap hit versus $37 million. Okay, let's get that out of the way. So what can this team do? Right now, they're favored to win the NFC East. I get it. All right. Um, their cap hit is $22 million in September. Okay. Next year, 2022, it'll be $33 million. You, you, you Cowboy fan, you got to hope the, the, the salary cap burst off through, uh, through the ceiling, which I'm not sure about. And then 2023, it goes up to 44 and 47. That's when they're going to get trounced. You hope the cap goes up. $40, $50 million. It won't do that. It'll probably go up between 10 and $20 million, even with the new TV deals. It's not going to blast up. It never blasts up. I know people talk about them TV deals. So what can they do to win? Okay. They don't need offense. Okay. They've got the 10th pick overall. They've got $15 million extra in cap space. They've got some cap space here and there. They've got a good tight end. They've got three good wide receivers. They got a lot of holes in the defense. All right. So my thing is they need to emulate what other team has paid their quarterback a big amount of money, uh, paid their running back a big amount of money, and pay their wide receiver a big amount of money, like Dallas Cowboys, Mari Cooper, Zeke Elliott, and has been a legit, not a pipe dream, a legit Super Bowl contender. And that team is the Saints. If, if if Drew Brees would have been halfway, just a tad bit closer to his prime during the last three years, 18, 19, 20, if he would have been a little bit closer to his prime, they could have not got there and they could have won the Super Bowl. They had a bad call against the Rams, uh, come up short. Uh, who was it last year? I forgot who beat them. I, I know that I know the Tampa beat them last year. Uh, that seemed like they, and then then they lost to Minnesota, all because Drew Brees could. He was too old to make the throws down the stretch. But particularly the la, two of the last three years, absolutely. So you want to emulate everything they've done. Now they're a hundred million dollars over the cap now. Now, Jerry Jones, this is about Jerry Jones because he makes everything about Jerry Jones. He loves to get these headlines. He loves to pay these guys big amount of money, whether they deserve it or not. He loves his stars, and he loves to make the headlines. So, but I wouldn't agree with a lot of his moves. And a lot of people said, well, and I said on this, as soon as he said, Zeke Elliott said two years ago, he's not coming to camp because he's going to be traded. I said, we'll go ahead and trade him. He's going to sit out, uh, it was in August, uh, 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 well, they had hard knocks was on, it was the Raiders or somebody, and Zeke Elliott said that he's not coming to camp. You should have traded him immediately. He had two years left on his deal, you should have traded him. My sister called, she's like, I like how you banged on that uh, table and said, uh, trade him. They should have traded him. So that's one move. But now all that's history now. That's all history. So what do you do now? You got to look and see, okay, they got the 10th pick. Go out and get Caleb Farley or Patrick Sertan out of Alabama. Uh, you need pass rushers. Uh, Melvin Ingram's going to be available. 
from 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 the Chargers. Uh, Shaq Barrett is going to be available. Probably can't afford him, but you're, you're going to have to maneuver and massage and maneuver and massage your way to get into a three, uh, four pass rushing type of players. Don't have to be superstars. First round, get either Caleb Farley, Virginia Tech, or Patrick Sertan off of Alabama. And second round, do the same thing. You get the best defensive player available, even if it's a linebacker. And then you push all – If I listen, Dallas Cowboy, pay attention, Josh. I know you're a big fan Dallas Cowboy. Josh Travis here at Nashville. What you need to advocate for is get Jerry Jones to push all those chips in. And he loves this stuff. Trust me. He loves this. Do, do exactly what uh, New Orleans has done. Uh, the way they've got around. They played Alvin Kamara, they played Mike Thomas, and they played Drew Brees, okay? this Same thing, Amari Cooper. Uh, another thing, you want to trade one of those receivers. You don't want to trade C.D. Lamb or Newman. I would try to trade Cooper uh, Pickles to a guy like, the, uh, to a team like the, uh, the Patriots, who Stephon Gilmore is on the trading block. I've read more than once, from the trading deadline to now, Gilmore's on the block. Uh, maybe he'll get more to Gilmore because he's in his 30s for Amari Cooper. Why? Because they cannot draft receivers. That's why. And they got a lot of money in draft uh, capital right now, the uh, the New England Patriots, and they need receivers. So you could probably trade Cooper for a Gilmore and maybe another player, maybe a third or fourth right now, maybe a fourth round pick there and go more defense, okay? But so what you do is you want to trade and just just go out and get one of these bigger name corners. Remember last year, they let Byron Jones go, and then they took C.D. Lamb. That was stupid. That was a Jerry Jones move. That was uh, big eyes, bright lights move. Let's just get big. Let's just go big. No, you got to stop people, Jerry. And I know they've got the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons now, uh, Pickles, uh, is that is now their defensive coordinator. That will help. His defense with that that those deep safeties that cover three, just like the cover two, except you got three safeties, defensive backs instead of two, is you Dan Quinn, thank you. Dan Quinn, medicine woman, right? Uh, you got to have a good pass rush. You know, they're fair. I, I like uh a few of the guys, they, Smith and everybody, but they need pass rushers, just like a lot of us do, right? So you got to get some of those guys, and you can go out there and get somebody. With the, uh, the cap room is available, there's going to be a lot of players who are going to get cut. Uh, they're still going to get cut between now and the league, the new league year, which is March the 17th. Uh, legalize, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, uh, for guys that are tampering, legal tampering is next week. It's Monday. A week. It was a week from yesterday. Uh, today we'll be doing a lot of legal. This time next week, we're going to talk a lot about legal tampering. In other words, agreement in principle, in air quotes. So you want to go do that. Push all your chips in, Dallas fans. Uh, now, in, in about three years from now, when this thing is getting close to being up, when you're on him $47 million, you're going to be busted on the cap anyways. You're going to have to cut all these players, and you're going to start over. 
Well, Jerry Jones will be about 81 or 82 by then. He don't care. He wants to win. He wants to win before he dies so he can say he did at least one time without Jimmy Johnson. That's what he wants to do. If it was up to Jerry Jones, everybody, he would he would pay $300 million a year in salary cap. If this was a luxury tax league like the, uh, like the NBA or Major League Baseball, Jerry Jones would pay the luxury tax every year just to prove that he did it without Jimmy Johnson because he's stubborn like that. He thinks about winning. The money's not the big issue to him. Remember, he paid Julius Jones. He, he, who's the other running back? DeMarco Murray got a second contract. Uh, he just, he loves to play people. Yeah, yeah, he, he would just pay, pay, pay. And I looked this up the other day, Pickles, uh, Carlos, if you're there. Uh, 1994 is when the NFL implemented the salary cap. Well, when's the last time the Dallas Cowboys went to the Super Bowl? When they had those players prior to 94 still in their prime with Barry Switzer, uh, you know, uh, Emmett. Uh, Larry Allen, Troy Aitman, Michael, all those guys were still in their primes. But but after 96, we all know what happened. They started going downhill. And then they, and then they of course, they hit, uh, yeah, Jimmy Johnson's team, obviously. Uh, they hit a little bit of stride with uh, Bill Parcells. But Parcells wanted to get rid of, um, he wanted to do it right with T.O., there was an incident with another player. And, of course, he had to say something. Jimmy, Jerry Jones had to say something, you know. Jones, it, I'm sure it was his move to bring in CeeDee Lamb when he already had two wide receivers and you lost the corner in the first round. That's just what he wanted to do. But, again, you, you got to look and see what's Mickey Loomis, the general manager of, of the Saints, what has he done the last three years? That's what I'm saying to myself. Because they had the team to do it. and. Like I said, right now, depending on what Washington does, if Washington gets a Deshaun Watson or even if they get a Sam Darnold and he turns out to be a decent player, I may pick Sam Darnold and Washington to win this division. But if they don't get Sam Darnold and they're gambling on this Tyler Henneke guy, then I would probably pick Dallas to win it, depending on if they continue to add to the defense the rest of the way instead of the offense. But uh, like I said, personal note, happy for Dak. On a football note, you got to win these next two years. That you guys go, you're going to be busted over the cap. You're you're, you're going to be uh, seven and nine, six and ten. Dak will have all these empty calories. I got like I was reminding everybody, like he said last week, and I wanted to reiterate that on my show that. The guy's been 6-11. and 11. At the beginning of Dak's career, it was about winning when you had, you know, perfectly healthy offensive line. You're paying Dak 600000 a year. Zeke Elliott was in his prime. Uh, everything was flowing perfectly. You went 13-3. and three. He was a game manager, maybe a step above it. Now that you're losing every game and he's scoring, uh, Dak is putting up these great stats, but they're getting beat every week and shootouts, then it's about the stats. Either it's, either it's about winning or about the stats. Either way, he's 6-11 and 11 his last 17 games. Uh, 
it is what it is, guys. I'm here to truth tell you. I don't hear to sugarcoat anything, even though I personally like to see a guy like Dak succeed. It's hard to pull against him. Uh, I would like to see. It's good for the league when they're playing well, you know. But right now, I would put them winning the East, depending on what Washington does. Guys, it's early in the game. We haven't even started a free agency yet. The draft ain't been here yet. So it's a lot to go about. But it is a big piece that off of Dallas Cowboys fans, it's a sign of relief. But now it's push all your chips in. Jerry Jones pushing 80 years old. He wants to win now. He wants to win before this contract goes into year three and year four. But would I put you above the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks? Of course not. Would I put Dallas above Green Bay? Probably not right now. Uh, I probably wouldn't put them against uh, above the Rams right now. I don't know if I'd put them against 49ers right now with the happy Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you know, but what I put them against the NFC East, if you get in, you got a shot, right? If you get in the if you get in this tournament, you have a shot. That's all you can ask for if you are a Dallas Cowboy fan. Okay. So that is what it is. Okay, okay, there's another story out here that there's two stories. I know some of you've probably already heard this, but this is the last time I've been on the air was uh last Thursday. So Okay, the um, Seattle Seahawks did not, they sent a letter to their season ticket holders and did not put Russell Wilson's name in the uh, letter. They put everybody else's name, but they didn't put Russell Wilson's name, okay? There's another story across the country, Pickles, in, in, in the middle of the country, Chicago's wanting to go all in to get Russell Wilson. I'm not trying to talk about the same stuff over and over again, but we're, we're right back. We're right back where we started. Okay, no one side can't make the other side happy. So what do we do? And I, I thought about this. I wrote notes. I stopped on my day job. I'm driving 12 hours. I stopped. I wrote a note. Stopped and wrote a note. Stopped and look up Raquan Smith. Is uh, really all pro linebacker. I looked up his salary. I looked up his status. And I said, it all comes down to Miami. It, you, you've got to get Miami involved. You've got to get Miami involved. You've got to get Miami involved because they've got that three pick pickles. And you got Chicago here. If I'm Chicago, what do defensive coaches like? They like more and more defensive players. Okay. So if I'm Chicago with Raquan Smith and the 20, well, they got the 20th pick. Uh, Raquan Smith has uh, been drafted. He was drafted in uh, 2018. He was drafted in 2018. So he had he has this year left, and then he's got that fifth year option. He's got this year left on a um, rookie contract. Raquan Smith, okay. Uh, much, much cheaper than a Khalil Mack, okay? So I call, you call Brian Flores and their general manager, say, okay, we got the 20th pick. We have, you need a versatile linebacker. I, we've looked at what Miami needs. They can use an offensive lineman, yeah. Uh, maybe they draft another quarterback instead of Tua. 
I haven't heard any indication of that. You say, what about Raekwon Smith? Uh, do you want an all-pro, guaranteed all-pro to take over? And you want to take that 20th pick. What do you think about that? That's two players, one guaranteed. And then you got the 20th pick. Can you give me that third? Would you take a, a third-round pick additional to that with it? Okay? You ask them for that trade. And and then and think about this, guys. Miami still, ha- they would have the 20th. They still got the 18th. That's their pick. The third pick overall is Houston's pick. So they'll have the 18th. They'll have the 20th pick, right, uh, Miami. So you've got those two picks. They also need running back, another wide receiver help. That, that, that That's where you can get that at. There's going to be five, maybe six quarterbacks, guys, taken in the top ten. That pushes everybody else back. That pushes Slater, a really good offensive lineman out, uh, can play guard, can play tackle out of Northwestern. That pushes uh, Soil with Sunil or whatever the heck his name is out of Oregon. That pushes him back. And I think he'll probably go fifth to Cincinnati. So that pushes all the – that linebacker, the linebacker uh, Park, uh, the guy from Penn State, uh, he pushes him back. So Raquan Smith, the 20th pick. I probably would give up the three pick. I don't know. Maybe another pick in the future. So you take that, then you call Seattle, say, we'll give you we'll give you this third pick overall. You could take Justin Fields, Trey Lance, whoever's available. It looks like Zach Wilson. Uh Zach, not Dak. Zach Wilson's gonna go number two to to the Saint, uh, to the Jets. But if you're Ryan Pace and you're Matt Nagy. You've already franchise tagged Allen Robertson Pickles. You've already got David Montgomery. You've already got uh, uh, what's his name Mooney, Mooney the other wide receiver. You've got a, a uprising tight end there, young guy. I can't remember his name. He's a second year guy. And then you've got David Montgomery. You've got a coming up and coming offensive line. Uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson already named you as a destination. He, uh, he named Dallas. Dallas, they're out. They, they've mortgaged their future. Mooney, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Daryl Mooney, I've won some money with him off of fantasy. So you've got Chicago. If you've got Russell Wilson and you just lose Raekwon Smith in your 20th pick, you've got Allen Robertson. You've got that emerging offensive line that can run block. We saw that. You've got... Uh, David Montgomery, he took that job. He's your running back. You've got Khalil Mack. You've got that great defense. Good defense. It, it'll be good. It won't be as good without Raekwon Smith. Uh, you could beat, with the right scheme, I think you could probably beat that Green Bay team. Because I don't know what Green Bay is going to do. But if you're Ryan Pace, a guy who missed, who wanted to, who drafted, Mitch Trubisky over um, Patrick Mahomes, over Deshaun Watson, two of the higher-paid quarterbacks in the league. This is your last out. I'm surprised you made it this far. But because they have a third wild-card team, that's the only reason you're even here, Ryan Pace. Matt Nagy, I like some of your gadget plays. If If you're the Bears... 
you've got to go for pay dirt. This guy's 32 years old. With that offensive line, with that offensive-minded head coach, with that veteran defense led by Khalil Mack, you could go far. You, I mean, this team, this team beat the Super Bowl champs, guys. Yeah, this team beat the Super Bowl champs. They got the defense to do it. They got the offensive mind in uh, play caller with Matt Nagy to do it. But you got to get Miami involved with with you got to get Miami involved to get those picks to get that get that three pick overall from Miami, and then you got to ship that over to um, to Seattle again. The third pick. Maybe next year's first round, maybe a year after that. Who cares if you're already got the team now? But that's what you got to do if you're Chicago, you know? And if Russell Wilson went to Chicago, I don't know if I wouldn't put them above Tampa because Tampa made a move today I'm shaking my head at already, you know? Tampa's made a move at that I'm shaking my head at thinking, okay, let's see, Raiders. Uh, Raiders will be trading Trent Brown back to the Patriots. Okay, this is the first year, guys. The honeymoon period with John Gruden has ended. I know it's honeymoon in Vegas, uh, Pickles, but the honeymoon with the Raiders and and and, and Mike Mayock and, and John Gruden has ended. The honeymoon in Vegas is over with. It's, it's it's still in Vegas, but the honeymoon is over with. And I will read you some stuff that I saw off here. If I can find it, I got so many notes here. Okay. Okay, so since looking back, this is what NFL Update tweeted at. Looking back at John Gruden and Mike Mayotte's first season together in 2019, uh, they brought in uh, Antonio Brown. They cut him, took a cap hit. Tyrell Williams, they cut him. Now, why do you bring in Tyrell Williams and then turn around and draft Henry Ruggs? That's a Dallas Cowboy move. That's stupid. That's something that the old Raiders would do. That's Al Davis. Okay, so they cut they cut uh, Trent Brown. Uh, they've recently cut LaMarcus Joyner, the safety. They brought in Vontez Burfick, and he got suspended again. Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, they cut him. Uh, Isaiah Correll never played. And, of course, they've traded Trent Brown again back to, to New England for nothing. And Trent Brown says that I, I think I, I was much happier in New England that's the left tackle. So this honeymoon's over with. That, that he's in year four. We know he signed a ten-year, hundred million-dollar contract. He hasn't been criticized yet. This year, I'm going to criticize John. Gr- I love John Gruden, but at some point, you got to produce. Okay, um, they're in the same situation Dallas is. They're in the same situation Dallas is. They're in the same situation Tennessee is in. Uh, even even Seattle, uh, even Houston, they don't have they can't stop anybody, you know, and they've missed on the players they brought in. Um, stop drafting wide receivers when you don't have anybody on defense. If you can't stop anybody, 
these wide receivers mean nothing. That's it's great for fantasy. I love playing fantasy. But we saw how bad they got ran on against New England. We saw how they got beat in the last uh, overtime game against the Chargers. We saw how they fall apart at the end of the season. Uh, this is a year. Now, maybe maybe he fires Mike Mayock. But these guys got to get it right now. It, the, the heat's going to start heating up on them. Now, I know Mark Davis, the owner, not the richest guy in the world. Uh, but I wouldn't put it past him uh, in another year or so looking to move on from Gruden. And Gruden's got so much pride that he would say, if you don't want me here, I, I'll, uh, we work out a buyout. Because anybody in America would hire me in TV. Now, he's got too much pride for that. He's going to try to win. But when you're going against Patrick Mahomes twice a year, Justin Herbert, who may get even better, I mean, that, that's two. And then Denver. Now, Denver don't have a quarterback, but that's two. That's four tough games right there. And then you're bad in the East Coast. So they've got, they've got to go all defense, don't get crazy, and cross their fingers and hope they get a stop. Now, I think they get it right this year, the Raiders, but I think this is the year that the Raiders, the honeymoon's going to be over with, the, the, the criticism for Gruden will come into play this year. And moving Trent Brown like that, and like I said, cutting Terrell Williams, uh, LaMarcus Shorner, Vontez Burfick, Brandon Marshall, I, I mean, just bad bad play after bad play. Farrell's been disappointing. The Clemson uh, defensive end, you, you, you've got to look at that side of the ball. And that's a problem with some of these offensive-minded head coaches and coaches that come from one side of the ball or the other. They want to load up the team on the side of the ball they coach rather than balance out the team. And that's that's something that the Raiders, the Raiders are going to start getting booed at home. I know this is the first year in Vegas. But with that third wild card, and then you've got these – Herbert and and Patrick Mahomes, you got to play with. You got to do something, you know. And maybe it's my, and maybe it's not Mike Mayup. I'll put it this way: Mark Davis might not fire Gruden, but I think Gruden, if they don't make the playoffs, will fire Mike Mayock. They've already fired their defensive coordinator, but they don't have any personnel on defense. I mean, you've got to get tackles in this league. Look what won, guys. Look what won. Go after Shaq Barrett. Roll the dice, you know. Go after some big-name players. Uh, so I think he'll probably fire Mayock this year if they don't make the playoffs. That's how it's starting to get more serious. In, in Like I said, the honeymoon periods wore off. It's starting to get talked about more with the Raider land. I thought it was going to work out too, guys. Um, you still got some time. Uh, Mark Davis wanted to play the long game. You had to give him that kind of offer to get him off of that Monday night easy, comfortable Monday night chair, making all that money. He's the highest paid employee at ESPN. 
you had to offer him something like a hundred million dollar contract, ten million a year. So I understand what Mark Davis was thinking about, but you got to get a, a regular general manager that's going to say this is the best player. You're not the general manager and coach. It don't work. So uh, I know they beat the, the Chiefs in the regular season, the only team to really do it. But close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, right, Pickles? You can't get close to the playoffs this year. When you've got that extra team in there, you've got to get to the playoffs next year. You've got a franchise quarterback in Derek Carr. You've got a great offensive line. Garrett, uh, great tight end. He's probably top five on his best day, maybe top three uh, in Waller. Okay? Uh, good receiving set. You just don't have anybody on defense that you can re- rely on. May have a linebacker or two. You know, Josh Jacobs, you, you're set everywhere. If somebody tweeted out a, a photo of Derek Carr uh, in the pocket and it was as clean. It was clean. You could eat off that pocket, man. It was so clean. It was not dirty. It was looked like the grass was cut. It was perfect. But you got to you got to get stops in this league. You're playing against really good quarterbacks. You need pass rushers. Carlos Dunlap's available. He's a little bit past his prime, but you, you can get him for peanuts. You know, now uh, Las Vegas is a pretty cool place to live. I lived in Vegas. It's not bad. It's not too expensive. You know, they need secondary players. They need middle linebackers. You see any, everything on defense they need. They need safety. They just cut their safety, LaMarcus Joyner. So uh, this is the year. This is the year that they need to pay attention. Uh, anyways, okay. Other stories. Let me go through here. Okay, I'm out of Tennessee. Looks like Tennessee Titans. Uh, John, John Robertson, he's a guy that when he came to Nashville – uh, he was like a gambler. Speaking of Vegas, Pickles, uh, it was seven, 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 uh, seven with Derrick Henry, seven with the trade of the first round overall pick, uh, uh, seven with Ryan Tannehill trade. Uh, turns out to be, and now it's uh, snake eyes with Isaiah Wilson, who was recently traded to the Miami Dolphins for a seventh round pick. I pays four snaps here. Uh, Snake Eyes with uh, Jadavion Clowney. Snake Eyes with Adam Humphreys, the slot receiver Tennessee picks up out of Tampa. Snake Eyes with uh, Vic Beasley, the free agent out of Atlanta. I mean, somebody needs to change the luck of John Robertson. Man! So... I, th- I think Tennessee, again, not to sound like a broken record, we talked about this before. They did win the division the first time. And since 2008 last year, they hosted a playoff game. But when you got a guy like uh, Chris Ballard up in Indianapolis, who is he's hitting sevens, and now he's got Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz could be a total bust. But Carson Wentz, with that offensive line, with that tight end, that receiving core, that running back and Jonathan Taylor, that defense, they're going to be tough. You know, they're going to be tough. Uh, he, he's really going to they, – they cut Malcolm Butler today, Pickles. Uh, so they're, they're making room. I don't know what he's got planned, 
but he, he's got to look a little bit closer at the players that he's bringing in. Character guys, Clowney is a melody-in guy. Vic Beasley is a big-time melody-in guy. And Isaiah Wilson is a massive maturity issue guy. Uh, hopefully, Wilson can get it back together. But part of me, as somebody lives in Tennessee, hopefully he falls on his face because you don't want him to do well with somebody else, right? You want him to do well here. I think maybe he gave up on Isaiah Wilson a little too fast. I know he had his DUI, then he had to party, uh, some, and he uh, violated some team rules. But that's the stuff that we know about pickles out of Isaiah Wilson. He may have been out here getting drunk every single night, and that was the only time he got caught. So there's two sides of every story. Uh, wow. So, yeah, they're going to play. Well, he'd be amped up. Uh, Should have drafted T. Higgins. Yeah, hey, good to see you, man. Good to see you there, uh, Richard. Uh, Richard, can I throw in the fact that he drafted Corey Davis? over, um, what's the guy's name, Jamal Adams. Uh, I love John Robertson. Uh, T. Higgins would have been a good player, yeah. Uh, Could have got T. Higgins there. Um, we needed help at the line. Now, philosophy-wise, Richard, philosophy-wise, you want to go with the lineman early in the draft. I'm not a big wide receiver early guy. Now, when you're drafting at the end of the first round, it's I, I can overlook it. If you're if you're going to take a Josh Jacobs or or T Higgins, Clemson player, if you're going to take a player like that at the end of the first round, I'm okay with that. But I can see what I mean. Georgia has had some of the best players in the game, you know, come out lately. Uh, well, they 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 they've recruited extremely well in Georgia. They've recruited extremely well. I could see where he missed out on Isaiah Wilson, but he's missed a lot here lately. I don't know if John Robertson is switching up his game or what, Richard. But I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's got to pay a little bit closer attention. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and quite frankly, I don't know what they're going to do at defense, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're, they're third, they're third, somebody said he couldn't get a pass rush, they're third toward the bottom. Now, there's guys like Melvin Ingram's going to be available. Uh, the mock draft, Richard, has Tennessee taken a pass rusher out of Miami. Tennessee's got to do what Dallas does. They have to go all defense. They get to go all defense. Yeah, um, 2019. I forgot who was in there. Yeah, what uh, with the the, uh, the linebacker out of Boston College was a hit, and the one out of um, Alabama was a hit. Yeah, those guys were pretty good players. Good call there, uh, Boyd from uh, MTSU. He was a good call. But here lately, let's talk about this year. Let's talk about the past uh, year and a half. Uh, he 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 seemed yeah. Yeah, A.J. Brown was a good pickup. You can always get, uh, guys, here's a lesson. You can always get good wide receivers in the second round. Yeah, and, of course, he got Ben, whatchamacallit, from the center. Uh, he, it was a good signing. He hasn't struck out, but he's he's dropped it lately, though. He hasn't been a bust. He's not terrible, you know. Um, 
I'm not sure if he should have got rid of uh, the uh, Brian Suckup. You know, I, I don't know if he should have dumped Suckup. Suckup seems to be doing good. He won a Super Bowl with Tampa. So it, it, it's just, I don't know. Maybe he's just looking at talent only and rather than character. Uh, I'm a talent guy too, guys. I get it. But sometimes, you know, you just got to, uh, you got to go with it. Okay. There's a, speaking of uh, football, there was an article in ESPN, uh, Rich. I don't know if you've seen this. Mel Kuyper's highest graded quarterbacks in 43 years. This guy has been doing it since he was in high school, uh, Pickles. 43 years. Uh, he names off all these quarterbacks, including Josh Allen, number 10 overall. Uh, Chris Sims, the son of Pickles, uh, Phil Sims, uh, the son of Phil Sims, said that Zach Wilson is better than Trevor Lawrence. And I mentioned this last week, everybody, how the um, how these guys they get analyzed so much. Like, uh, remember they said. Maybe Robert Griffin the third's better than Andrew Luck. I remember some people saying that. Uh, uh, maybe uh, 1998. Remember Ryan Leaf. Maybe some were saying, I don't know. Maybe Ryan Leaf's better than Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that was a hot take. So Mel Kuyper comes out with this article like a few days ago, a few days after Chris Sims makes that comment about BYU Zach Wilson. And this is 43 years, Pickles. He said the highest-graded quarterback ever was yours truly, of course, 1983, John Elway. Second, all-time second was uh, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, and, of course, um, like I said, 10th was Josh Allen. Now, there's other quarterbacks he talks about in this. Uh, he did miss on, like, Andre Ware. But for the most part, he had he had Jim Kelly in this thing. Uh, you know, with four Super Bowls of Buffalo. But, you know, Peyton Manning, you know, two Super Bowls. John Elway, five Super Bowl appearances, two wins. And then, of course, Andrew Luck. The first year Luck gets to the playoffs. My and, 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 and number four, number four is Trevor Lawrence. So you can't overthink the room. Josh Allen... I remember, and the Mount Clapper don't bat a thousand. I follow him every year for the past ten years, very consistently. He don't bat a thousand. He said Mike Williams from uh, USC is going to Hall of Fame. He screwed that one up. He admitted it. But when it comes to this stuff, like Josh Allen, he was very consistent about Cleveland taking him with the first pick overall. And I thought, you know what? Yes, if Luck hadn't got hurt, Luck would have won multiple Super Bowls. He took the last team. That was like some LeBron James stuff. He took the team that picked 30 second, dead last, uh, the worst record in the league, Richard. And then they they won the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's not perfect on this election. They, but they, they, they won this division in one year. That's insane in the membrane, Andrew Luck. And he still may come back for who for all we know. But uh, so – you know, Trevor Lawrence is six foot six. The best, ideally, if you wanted to draw the perfect quarterback, 
This is what any scout would tell you for the last 30 years, Pickles. 6'4", 225 is the prototype. He's 6'6", and he can run. He played two games as a freshman, and then he called on to the offense. He beat out a fifth-year senior, uh, Lawrence did. His, uh, you remember that, Richard? He beat out a fifth-year senior, and that guy transferred. He was like a senior, and then he went to a fifth year. I think he transferred somewhere else. And then he cut up Alabama, and, of course, their defense got – yeah, Russell was 6'6", but Russell had a much slower release than this guy. Uh, he could throw the ball longer. But I always thought he had a slow release. Jamarcus Rowe, he could throw it deep, but he's heavier, a lot more. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a generational talent. He's got a very high uh, – he, he was – Scout said he would have been a number one pick after his freshman year, after his freshman year. So, uh, and by the way, Pickles, uh, Richard, Cam Robertson – Urban Meyer, they've already franchised him. They've already franchise tagged him. Uh, the left tackle out of Alabama, they franchise tagged him. They've uh, so they're they're going to be ready to move on. Chris Sims is being hot take, you know. Okay, other news. Let me see who else. Any other? Um, let's see. I think there was some few other franchise tags. And comments if I can find it. Uh, okay, Chris Godwin. Now, this is what I don't like about Tampa. You're letting Shaq Barrett go to free agency, which, by the way, Jacksonville, jump on him. Shaq Barrett from uh, Jacksonville, sign up the money. But so, so Tampa, their franchise tag. I love Chris Godwin, really good guy, good story. Uh, you don't need him. There was a rumor, Pickles, that Tampa may go after Odell Beckham from Cleveland. Well, why are you franchise tagging Chris Godwin? So that's one I didn't like. Uh, I mentioned Cam Robertson. I like that. That's a left tackle that's going to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence. Leonard Williams uh, from the Giants. Really good play there. Good get after the quarterback. Franchise tag. Like that. Uh, other other franchise tag, Marcus May with the Jets. Uh, Brandon Sheriff, he's a guard, and I forgot who he plays for. I want to say he's with Washington. And, of course, Dak Prescott. Uh, guys who did not franchise tag, Kenny Dalladay, Juju Smith-Schuster, Hunter Henry, Aaron Jones, congratulations, Green Bay. Don't pay these running backs. Don't pay the don't franchise your running back. Good job, Green Bay. Now go out and get some more help. Also on your defensive line, you can find another running back in the draft if you choose to. So that's where we're at so far in the NFL. Love Juju, but like I said last week, guys, love me some Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, Washington. I like all of them. You can't have everybody. You can't have that many receivers. Chris Godwin, Tampa don't need – they should have franchised Shaq Barrett. Maybe Shaq Barrett wanted too much money. I don't know. But you can't have enough pass rushers in this game. You need your guys protected, and you need to get to the other guy. So, anyways, 
so that's where we're at as far as players. There's another story I wanted to talk about. Les Miles. Yeah, he fell off this year. He looked a, Juju uh, did look a step slower for whatever reason. And um, don't ask me why. I have no idea why he looks a step slower, but he does. Maybe because he's simply not a number. Um, let me see if I'm right here. 24 minutes. Let me simply not. A, he was never really a number one. He looked good, Juju, under Antonio Brown. So, yeah, let Juju walk. Don't be the sucker that pays Juju Smith-Schuster, okay? Okay, there's another story. Okay, Les Miles. Les Miles was fired. Essentially, they said it mutually parted ways. Uh, with Kansas today, there was a legal write-up. Let me make sure I got this. From the 2013 accusation back in LSU, uh, it looks like this uh, legal firm finally made it uh, from confidential to leak this out about women. Uh, he is uh, uh, sexual misconduct, sex towards female employees, uh, student employees that are female. And I thought to myself, Okay, so the AD in LSU in 2013 recommended that you fire um, that the that, that the organization that LSU fires uh, less miles because of liability. And I wonder why didn't yeah yeah hit uh, one chick said she kissed him one college student. So it's basically sexual misconduct, sexual harassment, and it was. I guess there's going to be some kind of lawsuit. Uh, hey, man, yeah, sure, man, good to see you, Richard. Yeah, yeah, I saw that hat backwards, and I knew that was you, brother. Uh, but this thing with LSU, it's this big college thing we got going on here. And uh, have you guys noticed the years are kind of odd? 2011, they went undefeated in the regular season. Uh, they beat Alabama in 2011. They lost the national championship game 21 nothing 2011. So they were in their window. They were in their window to win another national championship. So that's why they didn't want him to fire. You know, and by the way, he's got what three wins and like what three seasons with Kansas. He wasn't tearing the world up then. But this reminds me of. These guys getting so caught up in the winning that they just – and it's a problem in college football. How about Jerry Sandusky? Uh, you know, Paterno, the AD, they just did not want that to be – they did not want that to mess up the program. And the problem with that is those problems get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then so one head rolls, then you've got – Heads rolling. You got everybody. I mean, this. I mean, this ain't as bad as Penn State, but it, it reminds. It's it's that culture of college football where it's so. There's so much money in college football. There's so much. Uh, there, there's so many jobs that are online. You, people just want to push things away. You want to push things under. You want to push things under the rug. But like I said, 
Ohio State, Urban Meyer really didn't want that to jump off. They said he wants to he wanted to take care of a friend. No, you didn't want that publicity, and you tried to smooth things over. Well, that rug gets that cancer gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Now, if he was nine and one at Kansas, Pickles, do you think that they uh, fire him? No, they probably put him. Uh, they probably suspend him for two or three games. You know, you got to. Here's the thing: things happen on these campuses. I get it. Uh, your staff's going to mess up. Things are going to be a problem. I get that. But what you do is you take care of it quickly and get it over. You, you, you pull the Band-Aid off when it comes to stuff like this. And, you know, we saw it at the, uh, the Baylor, but not, not like it was at Ohio State and definitely not at Penn State. That was really bad. But you'll see that, and even Urban Meyer, even at Florida, he let things go. He knew Aaron Hernandez was getting in trouble, you know. And he just let stuff go. Then he got got Carlos Dunlap. I mean, he got a DUI before the uh, before the SEC championship game. See, he he just he just likes to hear no weevil, see no weevil. Sometimes you can get too caught up in the winning, and then things get completely out of control. So, yet yeah, Les Miles, and it, 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 that was the reason why this thing stayed like it did, because he's winning football games. You know, they were. They were just off that national championship. Yeah, yeah, the Dunlap's like 34. Somebody could pick him up for peanuts. He'll jump on a, a contender somewhere and um, and do something. I'm surprised Seattle didn't keep him. They save about $10 million. But my thing is, that's, that's a culture issue that the powers to be in these college, uh, these major conferences, these big money guys, uh, just just nip in the bud, man. Just nip that stuff in the bud and take and take it. It's going to be embarrassing for about a day or so, but it's twice as bad. It's twice as bad if you just let it keep festering and growing and growing and growing. And then you have something like a Penn State, you know. Um, but this just sounds very much like that situation everybody i want to see if i had any other notes geez i'm an hour another 58 minutes in you guys are getting all kinds of good stuff from me uh check out all tonight give them a donation there you can call all tonight and say robert butler sent you 917-775-4005 a-l-t-r-u-n-i-t-e check out the facebook page here I'll be back on Thursday. There's no telling what's going to happen in the next 48 hours. Maybe Russell Wilson is a Chicago Bear. Uh, again, you got to get Miami involved. How many times I got to say, you got to. Now, Miami may be fooling us all and holding out to get another quarterback. That's what they may be doing. But that's the only way that happens. We'll talk about that. Other news here breaking. Uh, I love the NFL. It's always the gift that keeps on giving. I'll see you around 9 p.m. Central Time here on Sports Scope, guys. Have a good Tuesday evening, and thanks for watching.